Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good morning, Joe. Hey there, uh, shirtless, the shirtless wonder. Is this well, what we're gonna? Is this what we're going with every week? Well, here, you know, the reason why we're shirtless is because it's what is it? Let me look at my. It's six thirty a.m. my time right now because I had to get up for you. You had something to do. I just rolled out of bed, and you know, I don't, I'm not wearing a shirt, so you should actually so be thanking me and grateful that I'm <clears throat> that I'm here for you right now. Does this mean that you're wearing skin colored Nikes right now? So that because they match, <laughs> I've got nothing on foot. Um, but, uh, I, I had an interesting dream last night. Oh. You want to hear it? Does anybody, uh, you're going to call me curmudgeonly again, <clears throat> but does anybody ever get off on other people's dreams? Nobody cares, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I got off in this dream. Do you want to hear it? Uh, no, but go ahead. <laughs> um, my wife I, does this every day. You can't believe the dream I had. I'm like, you're right. I can't believe it. This Just was a beautiful it. dream, okay? Yeah. I was riding a white horse this bareback. This is such bullshit. Swear to God. And this is a recurring dream. I've well, had this dream multiple times. Do you want to have it again? Don't say it. I don't That's... care. I don't care. I want to say it because it, it, felt, it, it, it felt amazing. It was short, so this isn't a long story. I'm riding a white horse bareback on this mesa, and it's a full moon, so it's like that moonlit, and I just am feeling extremely free. Now, I, I, I am clothed. I'm not, like, naked on the, on the horse, but after about, I don't know, 30 seconds of riding, this horse just sort of takes off, and now I'm flying on the white horse, and I look down, and I can see everything below me, and I pass through these clouds, and I am just free just flying through the air on this horse and it felt really amazing and then that was the extent of the dream but it was special that's for me. it yeah okay. ladies and gentlemen of the jury yeah i rest my case what do you mean how would nobody you cares about nobody that was horrible it's that, just it had it had no ending there was it's no my truth it's my truth it's what's in it's my subconscious i'm trying to reveal my subconscious now care to analyze it yeah i'll analyze it you yeah, were, you're you're a fucking analyst aren't you analyze you were, it you were stoned as hell when you went to sleep and you probably did you probably had this dream right out of the gate <laughs> and then the rest of the night you were drooling on aaron's hair that's but the, it but yeah that's I, it I, you can't analyze me riding bareback on a white horse that actually takes off into the clouds i mean you know, you know who I am. Is there any sort of profound analysis that yes, you can give me? You're shedding, you're shedding your former life, your former slovenly look, mm -hmm. and you're you're cleaning your act up. You're mm -hmm. on, you're on your athletic greens. 
You're yeah. <laughs> you're feeling better about your body. You got a haircut finally post quarantine. You should just work in all the sponsors. You have a Vincero right. watch on. You right. just used a Roman wipe. Right. You just signed yourself up for insurance. Right. <laughs> Policy. Do you know that if you crash that now Pegasus, first it was a horse, it's a Pegasus. Yeah, it's got that wings. If that thing crashes into somebody's chimney or Maserati, mm-hmm. you're covered thanks to Policy Genius. Oh, yes, this is true. And then when I'm recovering, I can have a drink works, you know, so I can just have a nice cocktail or something. Right. While you wait for the insurance adjuster to show up. <laughs> <laughs> that was thank you thanks for that job i'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna write so, that down I mean, once this is podcast is done <laughs> um yeah so we recorded this i don't know a few weeks ago or so i can't even remember my man adam sandler one of my very good friends he bought my childhood home from my parents so i get to still be a part of my my childhood thanks to him so yeah, we recorded the episode with Adam so long ago. I think he's released four more movies since we talked to him. <laughs> yes, he has. he's like he's this he's like Stephen King in the literary world. If if yeah. you he gets into a yeah. cab, he goes ten blocks, he gets out of a cab, and he's produced another movie somehow. Yeah. He's prolific. He's he prolific, is. and he's great, and and he's he's so genuine. I think he's just somebody that. When you see him on screen or when you mm-hmm. know he's behind something, it just feels authentic. It doesn't feel forced. He's just kind of being himself. Yeah, I, I, he is. I, I love his stuff. Me too. And, you know, he's obviously multi-talented. He can be water boy and then go play this part in Punch Trunk Love and or even Uncut Gems. The guy can act. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He can. He's a great actor, um, and he he's just so versatile. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I um, just don't think he gets the credit for no, being the actor. That I don't he think he needs is. it. He doesn't even need it. He's happy. The guy's a lot of money, good family, happy dude. You know, really uh, close with his wife and his girls. Yeah, and what I loved about this. Um, this conversation we had was, you know, everyone knows who Sandler is as a comedian. Um, even in his press interviews, he's funny. He has not really talked much about his dad, what he meant to him, how painful it was when his dad passed away, um, and the influence that his father had on him. And we got into that shit. And it was really fun for me, someone who has known him for a while, to hear him open up about that stuff. On top of that, how he is as a dad and how protective he is and how with with his girls and how it just comes through in the episode. And we'll cut this off so we can get to it here soon. Just there's no pretense. It's not sometimes you. I feel like you see people trying to act like they're a great dad in mm-hmm. Adam's case after this episode and the way he talks about his girls, you'll just know he's a great dad. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to act any way. He's just, he's a protective, loving dad. And, and that, uh, you know, makes me like him even more when I see yeah, him on that's screen. That's right. So enjoy Adam Sandler in all of his glory. 
good to see you. Good to see you, Ali. Thanks for having me, dude. Guys. Thank you, brother. This was a, this is a treat for Joe, especially. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> it is. My God, I've, we've you and I have uh, shaken hands before, but we've never spent any time together. Although, I feel like I know you well as I've watched you. Same age. Here, age before me on my movie <laughs> screen and i've aged before you on your sports tv screen so mm-hmm. we got that in common have you ever have you ever you know been listening to a yankee game and been like fucking joe buck always felt like joe buck had a uh, was pulling for the yankees he knew it was good for the world wow. ladies and gentlemen of the jury that's the first I rest my case Every Yankee fan's like, why, why do you hate the Yankees? Come on. I'm like, why would I hate? Are you kidding me? Why would I hate the Yankees? It's going to only help Joe Buck if the Yankees win this thing. That's right. <laughs> You're right. I've won Emmys thanks to the Yankees. I've been watching a little bit of the Korean baseball. It's been fun. Oh, is the, is the Korean baseball league up and running? Oh, yeah. It is, yeah, it, it, and the umps are wearing masks and stuff, and it's it's and you're getting to get to know them a little bit, and uh, uh, there's great players over there. It's like watching a game. No one's in the stands, though, right? It's, it's no one's except they have like cardboard cutouts, right? Right, yeah. Which <laughs> is a little odd, but at least it kind of looks normal. And and I got some headlines a couple weeks ago when I said. Every network's going to look to put audio, like some sort of fake crowd noise under us while we're doing the game. They're going to put virtual fans in the stands if they can, if it looks okay. Because if you're at home and it's flat on the broadcast or you look at the stadium and there's nobody there, it's going to look like practice. I mean, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be weird. So you got to try to fluff it up a little bit. That's it. I think I heard, uh, Somebody's talk about it, announcing the games now that they'd be nervous that the players can hear them hear yeah. what because no one's there. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to call a home run too loud. The pitchers be pissed off at me that he'd hear me. Uh, but yeah, that, that that is a factor. And like Oliver and I've talked about, I try to use the crowd as much as I can. So if that's not there, you're going to feel the need to talk like for three straight hours because there's going to be no other noise which is going to be terrible yeah that is a slow game to not have any noise oh Oh, god God. which only makes vin scully that much more unbelievable at 88 doing games by himself crowd or no crowd like this sometimes it's sitting there for four and a half hours yeah man that's good did you guys watch the tiger phil thing no, I just saw. Oh, saw it was good. Island. It was good, huh? I liked it. Did you watch it, Joe? I did. Uh, I, I loved it. it. It was different than the one they did the week before. It was fun. Uh, it was fun, and and Peyton Manning had a blast. Um, he may or may not have taken advantage of the fact that he, unlike Brady, uh, is not scared of a cup of vodka. From what mm-hmm. I hear from friends that I know in the business, so I think he had a little. <laughs> A little swing juice going, and Brady uh, Brady looked nervous, which when you're out of your element and you're used to being the best that's a at what you do, man. Oh, that's the wor- worst. I, I did only one of those tournaments uh, like 15 years ago. Oh, you must love doing those tournaments, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shock everybody how great you are. I, I, oh, I love the dude. My, my first tournament ever, one of those pro-ams, was at, in, the, in Palm Desert. It was at the Bob Hope. 
and Arnie Palmer was the host at the time. And on the first tee, he was sitting watching everyone tee off. Uh-huh. Now, most players are right-handed, so their back is to Arnie. They don't have to look him right in the fucking eyes while, <laughs> while they're taking the club back. I'm a lefty, so I am six feet from him, and he's, like, staring right at me, right down the barrel. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy right now. I mean, yeah. it was the most nervous tee shot I think I've ever and? ever had. Oh, I hit a good one. I hit a great one. So much so that the, the, the kid who keeps the score or whatever, you know, he runs up to me in the middle of the fairway once we're, once we're down. He goes, I thought you'd like to know that. Once you hit the ball and walked off, Arnie said, that kid's got a great swing. Oh, my God. That's nice. <laughs> Good God. You do, do, mm-hmm. you play, Joe? do you play also? I do. That's really how Oliver and I know each other uh, is, is through golf events. And then I, I bring him down to Mexico every year to El Dorado and Cabo. We play in a member guest. And uh, the first time we ever played together and really hung out was at that one out in Tahoe, Oliver, when I, mm-hmm. I got to know you better. And uh, Kevin, Kevin Nealon. Yeah. Kevin's there. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. I mean, it, you know, Barkley, Charles Barkley holds right. court, right. And, you know, is up all night and having a blast. So it, it brought us together. I, I love the hangout of it as much as I love actually the playing best. golf. Yeah. Man. I remember I went to one, I haven't done it in so long because I don't play that much. I, I don't. I haven't played in the last ten years uh, at all. Maybe. Yeah, you you used to, and then you just gave it up. I, yeah, I used to be able. To, I'd go out with you, but you were open, yeah. incredible. I was I was okay at best, but but uh, I, I went to one tournament with all athletes out at Sher- uh, Sherman. Oh, 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 what's what's that Sherman Lake Sherwood? Yeah, yeah. I did a tournament there, and it was all football players and all uh, basketball players, and it, they were all older guys. But I remember just 90% of the guys had the toughest time walking from the fo- old, old football players. Oh, it was oh. so shot, man. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, like Revolutionary War people yeah. coming back from the front <laughs> lines. It's, oh, they're, you God. know, just hand somebody a fife and a drum and they're walking down the fairway like with one <laughs> one uh replaced hip after oh, another man, man. <laughs> uh, so to give everyone a little bit of backstory because no one knows this but sandler and i have known each other for a long time now our wives actually became best friends when they were modeling in miami yeah which we won't we won't get into that whole world that, because who knows what the hell they were doing we back ignore then. that part of their life yeah that doesn't exist <laughs> you know anytime the word if, even when i hear the word miami just even the word i get like a little nauseous <laughs> it's good to know you have that gene ollie i didn't know that you really yeah gave a shit about that stuff he's good at protecting those feelings he just blocks that yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. I, he does. I, dude, I get jealous. Like in the beginning of my relate, all my relationships, I'm jealous as fuck. Like I get cra- a little crazy. And then I ease into sort of normalcy. But in the beginning, <laughs> if I'm you're like, not jealous, you don't care, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah but I, I need, I need specifics, though. I need who were you with? What happened? How big was his dick? Why were you with this guy? Where were his hands? I need to know everything. Otherwise, I can't sort of sleep because I don't want to run into some dude later on and wonder. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I do do want that. I want to just ignore anything. But I'll tell you my biggest difference in getting older 
in what I'm jealous of. Back to what that that all the stuff you said was was early my early part of my jealous brain. Now mm-hmm. the stuff I get jealous of is when some when when some normal guy doesn't react crazy to a situation and your wife just goes that was nice that man stayed calm and you're just like oh you like that you like the guy who stayed calm <laughs> you know i don't even think of sex anymore i'm just like he handled it and i, and I don't handle things because i okay i got it <laughs> isn't that nice how that man fixed our refrigerator and you couldn't do it oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's it. um so then anyway, so that's how I met Sandler. And then he actually ended up buying my childhood home. Oh, my God. Which, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, I think my bedroom is now an uh, Jackie's office. Your bedroom's an office. Uh, uh, Sonny, uh, my daughter's growing up in Kate's room. and Yeah. But Sadie... I think lives. Didn't you used to stay in that room too? That Sadie, uh, Sadie. No, yeah, 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 yeah. When I was well, when I, you know, I, think I didn't I heard, leave. I didn't leave mom's home until I was twenty four. Exactly. So. <laughs> I think when I met you, you, I, you were still sleeping in Sadie's room. By the way, I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, but oh, it was funny, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Just know. so you know, Adam, those aren't ghosts. That's actually. It's actually Oliver still sleeping up in his room <laughs> when he gets bed. kicked out by Aaron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happened. Uh, no, but Oliver grew up in a good house. I got to say, that was a nice upbringing. Nice, nice. Uh, we took Oliver's little handball court. What was that, a little mini tennis court? Yeah, yeah, the little, like, uh, paddle tennis court paddle or tennis. whatever. Yeah. turned that into a half-court basketball. That's, that's like the, that, and we took the sacred cow away. We, that's maybe, right. Maybe your mother just took that. I don't even no, she did. She just took it. That was not part of the deal. I, I thought I was getting the cow. And, uh, no, uh, <laughs> you don't get the cow, dude. There was a cow involved in the transaction, potentially. What you had a, you grew up with a sacred cow, Oliver. Yeah. yeah. What, what, yeah. What, what was that cow? It was, it was like this ceramic cow that we've had in the family since I can even remember. And, you know, I think it's still, it's still at the fucking, still at their new house. It is I at mean, their new house. Yeah, I, it's I, at their new house. That's really funny. I've been to the new house. I swam in their pool in the new house. Yeah. They, they hid the cow that day because they know it was part of the deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Totally, this breach of contract. By the way, when we went, when I first looked at the house, I, I, I first saw the house at a party. Oliver had a giant party, and and that's where it happened. We were looking for houses, and uh, I was with Jackie in the kitchen, sitting there, and she kept going, "This is what we're looking for. This kind of house." And I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." And she's like, "No, this is and this," and pointing at everything. And then uh, then it got done. Like your mom and Jackie talked and. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I there's nothing like getting ripped off in a deal where you buy something that wasn't for sale. <laughs> That's right. Was it not for sale at the time? Oliver, I don't remember. I think I think that created the sale. That's it how did. much you love Jackie when she's like, "No, nope, no, I'm no, I mean literally this house, not kind of this house, literally this house." <laughs> what, what about that party? Oliver's parties were giant back. Oh, they were huge. They crazy fill, fill up the street. That was, I think, one of the biggest parties I've ever been to. And then also, I when I went back to see the house another time, I go, I can't just drop all that cash. Just for a party night, I got to see this house one more time. And I, and I remember going in, and Kurt was there, and yeah. just Kurt, and he was just—he was sitting in his office, 
and he was kind of just relaxing and, and sitting back and he's like oh hey oh hey yeah let me show you and he just showed me a couple of rooms and then he goes you can check it out after a little while and i remember he just sat and watched espn or something <laughs> walking around the house and he's like yeah he, he was very casual about it oh uh, yeah well you guys became neighbors you were funny ass neighbors you and kurt sort of across the street from each other amazing amazing yeah. i always felt protected when kurt was across the street i just know i know he he, he, he would literally i remember your brothers caught some guy looking in my yard yeah yeah like that i i came both your brothers grabbed a guy or something like yeah that. yeah 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 yep that wyatt and like boston yes yes so yes took- they were that was i was at very protected at the time then you guys move up the street and i feel like at any time i can get killed without murder <laughs> so happy you're, you're doing this Sandler because you know it is about being a dad and yes. being a son and and I, I know how much you loved your, your dad and I know that being a father is your number one priority to your girls and, yes and yeah. uh you know so you grew up in you, you were born in New Hampshire and grew up no. in New York no no I born no. born in New York okay there's Jackie by the way say hi we were talking about Jackie Miami uh, and Joe Buck, Miami uh, uh, and, and Sonny, what are you doing? I gotta talk. Sun, 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 sun. You can't listen. Get out of here. Oh, dude, oh. I just, uh, I just saw Jackie in Spades movie like two nights ago. It's so good. That Jackie, movie is so good, and Jackie's great. Jackie's in it, but- so great. She's so pretty. She looks Thank beautiful. You for saying that, and that, that's good. She's smiling right now. The Barracuda. Good. She's very happy. But Barracuda. I'm glad you like that movie. Good. And. uh and then uh, being a father and uh, and uh, growing up, I'll tell you my story. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. And then my father, when I was five, and I'm one of four kids, when I was five, he got a job in New Hampshire. So we moved to New Hampshire. And then I got grew it. up there. And and then after that, and most of my family stayed in New York, like uh, relatives and grandparents and everything. And so we kind of went back and forth to New York and New Hampshire the whole time. What did your dad do for a living? I, I don't even know. He was electrical engineer, and then he got a job in in uh, um, in New New Hampshire as an electrical engineer for a while. And then he got into electrical contracting. He he uh, ultimately, when I was in high school, he got a company, an electrical contracting company that used to put in uh, alarms and wire uh, houses and wire hotels and all, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Very, very like he... a real guy, like a real yeah. man knew how to do stuff. I, I, he didn't pass that along to me. He, he actually, <laughs> like, I used to say to him, because I'd see him be cool with that, and I'd watch, like, Fonzie, you know, be a mechanic and stuff, and I was like, I want to be like the Fonz. So I'd say to my dad, can you, uh, can you teach me uh, what's under the hood? And he'd be like, absolutely. Saturday morning, we'll go do it. And then literally get up like 7.30 in the morning, go to the driveway, pop a hood. He'd say like two, three things. I'd start tuning out. He'd be like, you don't, you don't really want to know this. And I'd be like, I do, but, uh, you know, I got baseball later. He'd be like, just get out of here. Just move. So, was, was, was it nine to five stuff? Like, was he there like for dinner or, or you had that work, you know? Yeah, uh, uh, he – when we first moved to New Hampshire and he worked at a company, say hi, guys. Say hi to Ollie. 
What's up, son? What's up, girls? All right, and that's Joe. Say hi to Joe. Hi, hi girls. Okay, so my, 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 when, when we first moved to New Hampshire, my father worked for a company, and he really into coaching all our teams. He coached baseball and basketball and that kind of stuff. So he used to try to he, – he was at every practice, and he'd always get mm-hmm. there on time, and he always – he was all about that stuff with us. And, and I had two sisters, and he was all about studying with them and helping out and being part of their lives. So, yes, he, he – even when he didn't have any control of his job, he would, like, take off lunch and shoot home and that kind of stuff. Mm. It was all about the family, and, and he he's really was – was had no friends my mother would try to be social and stuff and he would be like i don't want to you know he'd rather be home with the kids he was that kind of guy wow. and, and uh and and so yeah he was around all the time when we would go on vacations we would go to like a howard johnson's or something and just be the six of us in one room and you'd sleep on cots and stuff and he never went away with other families so i like grew up like that wow that kind of guy and i and i and i and so I, I started feeling guilty when I was making a little bit of money and I would call my dad and say, I'm thinking of going to Mexico or something. If some guys are going, he'd be like, oh, okay. And then I'd be like, oh, my father would never do this. He would never just run away. If he had a shot, he would run home and be with his family. So it mm-hmm. always, always in my head was like, what am I doing? I, I better go to New Hampshire instead of going to Mexico. I was always a little jumpy about doing it. Yeah, but I mean, that's you literally have taken that from your dad. I mean, you bring your family everywhere you go. <laughs> I know, man. You know? <laughs> I know. I know. And you, you are just a unit, a solid unit. But what But what a gift, Adam. I mean, yeah. when you when you get to a certain age and you realize that not everybody else grew up that way and you start looking around you're like my god my dad has been here he has that pull back to our family and i mean it feels like in this day and age that's even more rare but but for somebody like me my dad was constantly going 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 and i used to just savor every minute i got with him but it was a totally and and i didn't feel like he didn't want to be there but he was always working in other cities and doing all that other stuff right but what a gift and and thank god that that you had that and you now provide that for your girls and and your wife i'd say thank you man and and i and you're right your dad that was his gig he had to go on the road he had to do his thing and and uh did you go on the road with him ever like when when i did i mean he took me my see my my story and this isn't this podcast isn't about me but i i came along at a time when my dad was married with six kids and met my mom who was coming through st louis uh in a theater production they met i came into the world uh not long thereafter and then he started up kind of his marriage with my mom and by i think there was a lot of guilt there for him with the other kids by the time I was 12 years old. I had been in every National League city. He he wanted me to travel with him. So I, I got to go on a lot of those trips. Right, right, right. But I did miss a lot of time. And then later on, the end of the story is he and I were broadcast partners with the Cardinals, and I got a lot of that time back yeah. on the team bus, on the team charter, Amazing. doing that kind of stuff. But I, I just I, – I find it just – inspiring for for any dad out there to hear adam sandler say 
that oh, yeah. you were aware that your dad, when he had a moment, was running home, not running out to do other stuff. And, oh, yeah. and like Ollie just said, you, you do the same thing. I know you, you have your girls involved in projects and your wife's a big part of yeah. the wrong Missy and other stuff. Yeah. So yeah. good on you. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, like like Oliver, I remember you you would tell me your your parents, you grew up on sets too. Your your parents yeah. would bring you up, if they had a gig out of town, they'd take you with it. It's yeah. it's just you're just happier. You love your kids so much. Yeah. You don't want to be away from them. You don't want them to to, you know, like you go away for a week or something, it's okay. You know, they miss you, right. you miss them. But when it starts being a lot a lot of time, it shakes yeah. shakes it up too much. Did your dad sacrifice a lot for the kids or was he pretty, was it pretty much, there was, was he like was a, just on a, you know, I never, never, it was a natural thing yeah. for him. My dad wasn't a, a drinker. He, he, uh, he, uh, he used to eat, you know, like that was his big thing with, with, uh, the kids. Like he'd say, Hey, don't tell your mom, but uh, let's stop for some McNuggets, you know? And then we'd eat and then when he, <laughs> and he'd be driving home, He'd be like, your mom doesn't need to know about this because uh, she's preparing lunch for us. And then we get home and I'd be like, didn't we just eat? He'd be like, you know, chowing down another meal. But but um, I don't know if it was a sacrifice. He just like naturally wanted to hang with us. When, when, when my father passed away, though, I remember the funeral was really like a lot of nice people in Manchester, our, our hometown, loved my dad, even though he wasn't like, running around doing stuff. He just was part of the little league and part of the, uh, the, the city. So everybody liked him as a guy. And so at the funeral, I had a few, Oh, my dad was a, go- a great golfer. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. My dad was really great at golfing. So yeah, he, 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 uh, he had some golfing buddies that at the funeral came up to me and told me, I remember when your father did this and that was the only time I went, my dad, holy shit. I didn't mm-hmm. know he ever did. I, I don't remember the, anything particular right now, but I was like a dad. I didn't really know that. Yeah. That, like that you, you find that at, at, at funerals. So you, you hear shit about your dad. You're like, <laughs> right. I, I didn't need to know that one. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I've heard some stories too, uh, from some people. I'm like, you know, did that deal detail need to be thrown in there? <laughs> no, I, sure. I would have been good without knowing that one thing you just told me. <laughs> That's what I had. I remember I was in I was in the driveway with my dad, and he had this two tone color Cadillac, dark green on the top and a light green on the bottom. And I fucking loved that car. It was the coolest thing. And we got into the driveway. We were cruising around. We were tight. Me and my dad was really like I would lay. My dad would had a bed and the TV over there. You know. We're, where my mom would sleep. It was the afternoon. My father was hanging out in the bed. I would lay down with my mom and watch the TV with him and shoot the shit with him. And I remember I said, uh, were you like this with your dad? And he goes, it was a different time, man. We didn't uh, get that tight. He loved me, but it wasn't like this. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so we were re- really just shot the shit and, and I was close and I always wanted him to, to love everything, uh, be, uh, you know, get the approval about every move I made, even though I was kind of a fucking big mouth and uh, I got into mm. trouble and stuff. I didn't do everything right, but I ultimately wanted him to like what I was doing, but n- not really connected to what I just said. But I remember we were in that fucking Cadillac. We're sitting there. We're, we're close. And I, for no reason, I said, were you ever with um, anybody before mom? <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh, you mean, uh, 
romantically? <laughs> I said, uh, and then in my head, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, he's going to tell me something. So here it comes. Here it comes. And I said, yeah, yeah. And then he looks at me. He goes, you know, there was, uh, before your mother, I, uh, there was, there was a time where I, it, it was called practice. I was practicing. But I said, what do you mean practicing? He goes, you know, uh, I practiced with a couple of women before I go, you did. And I was 15, and I was such a little baby. I started screaming, why? And I can't, and I left the car and I ran into the house and I was hugging my mother like, that's sick, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> actually, th- th- that, li- that brings up a question, actually, like, because you have girls, yes. they're they're getting to an age, you know, where it's you know you got to talk about sex and all that crazy shit. Like, how do you deal with that with girls? I have Rio, my little right. one. I, we're not there yet. Right. With the boys, it's kind of easier. It's like, yeah, you got your little dick, and you know, <laughs> yeah, it goes places. Like, what do you do, or, or does Jackie handle that, I, or does they? How do you deal with that? I think I got to start handling it a little better, right? As they were growing up. I always played like, hey, no, no guy, you nothing. I don't want you. Don't worry about that. I, I, I'm not anybody hurts says one thing. I'll knock them out. That kind of shit. Yeah. And, uh, lately, uh, Jackie's been kind of telling me like, you, you, you want them to feel good about being <laughs> a, a guy one day, and like you want to be friends with this guy. You don't want to say you gotta hate everybody and. And I, you know, I I am changing a little bit. And like when I talk about their futures and this make-believe future, I talked about, you know, you just want a nice guy, a guy Mm -hmm. who you can count on. It's going to like look out for you and uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting into that Mm -hmm. world. I'm less less being like, fuck everybody. You don't need that shit. You only need me. Now I'm like, hey, I'm going to fucking die one day. I want to make sure they win somebody decent. Totally. Totally. But let me give you the the cliff notes because I'm I'm a step ahead of you. You and I are about the same age, but I've got daughters that are twenty three and twenty. Um and, and they're with serious boyfriends who I I love. We all love. And what you're putting in with your girls, I guarantee your girls think of you more as their buddy than they do yeah. their dad. And, and, and that's kind of what you were leading to with, with your own dad. Like, you were more friends. I, I looked at my dad like he was my best friend, not not my dad like the guy who came home and poured a stiff drink, and then if I got out of line, he gave me a whack. It it, it was – and so you'll get all that back, and, and that openness is is golden. And then they'll start finding men that remind them – of you. Yeah, but which, Joe, Joe, but did you handle the specifics of womanhood or did you leave that up to their mother? You know no, what I mean? Left that up to their mom. I mean, I can't I can't talk to them about, you know, having a period every month. I have no idea. I they, wow. so that I, I just remember that kind of came and went and and all of a sudden they they knew, but like you and I have talked about it with so much that's out there. I think it's almost naive to think that they're not going to have some idea of how the basic anatomy and the whole equation works. It's more about <laughs> being there emotionally. Yeah. And and like Jackie said, let them know that whatever they 
whoever and whatever they're bringing home question wise it's an open forum to ask whatever and and that's what they'll do with friends which is mm -hmm. what you and your wife are to them i imagine yeah man that's good that's good i i i appreciate that I, you know it's funny adam touching on something you said earlier you know when you were lying with your dad and you're like did your dad do this with you you know, it's a touching story, and I relate to that because, you know, as you know, my real dad wasn't there for me. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to have that sort of physical touch. You know, and um, and I'm I'm super physical with my my boys, and I lay in bed with them and cuddle them, and oh, and, and I will, yes. and I will be lying next to them, and I won't say it out loud, but I'm thinking, man, they're so lucky. They're so lucky because I never had that. You know what I mean? Like I never had a, a dad who would just lay down with me and cuddle me till I went to sleep. You know, and I'm like, God, man, they're such lucky kids. That, that's you know, amazing. To sort of you don't have you don't that. ever let them know that. That's just in in part of your yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not like you, lucky fucks. Oh, no. <laughs> you know how lucky you are. <laughs> All right, right, my. Right. My dad never touched me. He, no, he didn't care. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean, man. It's I have I'm like beyond my dad with staring at my kids and loving. Yeah, like I'm I'm psychotic uh, with, with like my two kids are running around. There's 30 kids around. I'm still just staring at my two kids. Like, oh, she tripped. She tripped. I think she tripped right there. And everyone, like, what? Who tripped? I'm like, I, I just she tripped. I, that's all you. Do. I just stare. I stare like an idiot too much. I'm, I'm, I'm so in love with them. But uh, was your dad? Was your dad a, a discipline? Did he discipline oh, you yeah, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. But by the way, Joe, my my father did crack me a few times. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need the stiff drink. That's the sad part. He was sober when he was like. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, we were so tight, and he was such the king of the family that. Uh, none of that shit mattered there were there were heated crazy moments and and i look at those moments and say jesus christ i wish i didn't upset my father so much because i was a fucking big mouth and i didn't mm -hmm. say dumb shit and i was a punk because i when i walk down outside i see a 15 year old kid i see him being a wise guy my instinct that at my age is like this fucking asshole kid mm -hmm. being a wise ass but then i go to the second part, I go, actually, I think I was that fucking dick. I was being yeah. like that. And that's why my father said, get the fuck over here a few times to me. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but it's those moments, though, that you almost need that in a way where you like that's the way I was disciplined by my parents. I didn't get I didn't get in trouble for the big things where it's like, look, you know what you did wrong. You shot out windows with your bb gun all right you're a fucking idiot yeah, but I, there's no need to punish you because we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt to know that you're an asshole wow. but it's the little things it's wow. the little things where i'm being where i was being you know sort of just taking shit for granted or being a spoiled kid yeah those small things that i don't recognize or didn't recognize is when Kurt and mom would just get down on me and that's when they would get pissed, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, I know, I know. And man, Kurt loves you. Kurt. Oh yeah. Is so I, I remember when I first met you and Kurt told me how far you could drive a, drive a golf ball. 
And I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, Kurt's in love with this kid because there's no fucking uh, yeah. way he's hitting it that long. And then I played with it. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know he yeah. fucking hit like 280 over whatever the fuck. You, you probably can hit him 300 now. I haven't played yeah. with you in a, in a long time. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he raised, he, he definitely, you know, made me the man that I am. I mean, even, I mean, I'm like not really much of a man, but the little man that I am. You have, you have many manly things you can do. You're I've got a couple manly things. He yeah. fishes. He he can he can he can put bait on a on a fearless, hook. fearless up and take it. <laughs> yeah. What you were talking earlier though, I so I'm a dad the second time around now. I've got two year old twin boys. And it's weird to see kids you know, become adults like I, I have with my girls and now to start back over because it doesn't matter what you have. Yeah. You, they're so fragile. And and like you said, you're you're sitting back staring at them going, oh, my God, I think she just tripped. I, I think she tripped. Is she OK? There's nothing that scares me more. It keeps me up more at night than the inability to protect these boys from any little thing like walk, taking one step too far somewhere or whatever that. That is a frightening feeling as a parent. Buddy, you know what's it, – it's so funny. Last night I didn't sleep at all. My one daughter is 11, Sunny, and she she had – this weekend she wanted to jump in the ocean, and she had – she burnt herself uh, uh, like two years ago. So it's still – it was a third-degree burn. So she still got to cover up from the sun with zinc and all that stuff. And she said, can you put a Band-Aid on, on – that so um you know the sun doesn't hit it and it's protective and it doesn't can you get a waterproof one so it doesn't come off in the ocean so we got all these waterproof band-aids put it on her and it was starting to hurt her and we couldn't get it off right because it's waterproof so it's so sticky and so going to sleep at night she's like i'm scared i, I gotta get this off and my wife tried olive oil and it wasn't working and just because i'm so nuts over this kid i couldn't sleep all night long i was like we got to do that tomorrow morning it's gonna hurt her and i was looking online all the tricks to get a band-aid off and extra sticky and i i didn't sleep and so i i'm a mess but when i, I woke up this morning went to cvs when it opened up got baby oil was squirting on her and then jackie and and sunny got it done i i, I literally had to leave the room every time she was going ah. it's like just do it just do it get it done yeah like, right <laughs> And we're talking about a Band-Aid oh, here, not like something, I mean, you know. I had a Band-Aid on, I'd hear from the other room when I'd be like, oh, I'd just hear my grandmother going, rip it off! Enough already! I'd be like, what the hell is with her, man? It's her. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I'm the same way. I have so much stress over my kids' sort of well, well-being. It's, and I have to try to put it out of my head because I can – it can spiral me, you know, Wilder has, my tummy hurts, right? I immediately go to, oh my God, you have stomach cancer. I got to take you to the hospital, All right. you know, but, but I know he probably just has to fart or whatever, but <laughs> I, I have to stop myself from going to the extreme. Me too. You place. know why? Because I, I feel everybody, the three of us think, man, we we're so lucky. We've got it so good. When's the shoe going to drop? Dude. Wait, you know, oh I God. think about that all the time. All the time. Like, it can't be like, this good. Some can't... bad shit's got to happen. I, I think yeah. about, I think about 
uh, me dying now. I never thought of like I know. I, yeah. I guess I block it out on them. I don't. I don't even think that's a possibility. But I do when I get something fucked up. If I my head's dizzy all of a sudden, I'm like, oh no no no, we can't do yeah. this right now. I can't die because I I I fucking lived in fear of my dad dying all the time, and then when it happened. Holy shit, it's so mm. upsetting. I remember getting ready for my grandfather's funeral, my mom's dad, and I was watching my dad. I was, I don't know, 13, 14, watching my dad get comb his hair. And I used to love when he would comb his hair down and he would try to find the right hair to start the part to go <laughs> over to the side. I was fascinated by that as a little kid. And here I am, Oliver, talking about hair yet again, but <laughs> different, different part of it. Uh, and he looked at me and he said, I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about what it's going to be like when I die. Wow. And, and I was, and, and I, and he nailed it and then cut to him passing away. And I basically had to be the MC of his funeral. Wow. Wow. And I don't, I don't know that I ever got a chance really to, to mourn that whole thing, but wow. I, it's funny. You just said that because I had written down on my little notes that I made to talk to you about death, because I think at some point we all start thinking about it a little bit more. I'm 51, you're 53, mm -hmm. Ali, well, whatever the hell you are, but it, it does. 28. But let it me, does, uh, it does <laughs> enter in more than it ever has. Totally. And, and it's, I want to just pick up on Sandler too, because I'm the same way. Like I, I'm not, I'm afraid of me dying because what the hell will my kids do if I'm not oh, here? Like no. I'm, I, I live with that fear for sure. That is so real. Sorry to interrupt you, Joe. I had to get that out. No, that, but, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. At some point you start thinking about it. I thought about it as a kid worried about it for my own dad. And now I am the dad worried about it for what it's going to be like for my kids. And you know, I do, freak out about what's on the other side too but that's mm -hmm. for oh man body. yeah I, I actually i i don't think about that anymore by the way guys when my father was dying it was three it was like three days before he died and, and i said i said to him i go best golf score 71 right he goes 70 i go oh sorry and so uh he's like don't fucking run around and say 71 when i'm dead it's a fucking <laughs> right yeah <laughs> 70 yeah so <laughs> but but I said to I was sitting there in his hospital room, and it was just me and Dad. And he's sitting; he's very uncomfortable because of the cancer and all that. And then I said, "So do you uh, do you think that?" Uh, uh, and he goes, "What?" I said, "Do you think maybe?" Uh, he goes, "That there's an afterlife." And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "How the fuck should I know?" And I and I go, oh, "Sorry, uh, sorry." And then he moved on. But it was so funny. <laughs> I was gonna get a movie moment of just like, right, right now, was dude, dude. he was just like, I'm was, fucking scared, asshole. I don't know. Was was he afraid of dying or or he, you know? he didn't tell us that. He, I mean, at the very end, I think we had to do the morphine and stuff, and he knew it was coming, and he was just in agony. Mm -hmm. So he didn't talk. He didn't say anything about being scared. He just was like. I love you. I had a good life. I had a good life. Don't feel bad. Mm. I had a good. He used to say that a lot in the last couple of years. He'd go, and my mother says it to me now. Just, I had mm. a great life. So don't be, don't mm -hmm. lose. They all knew I was, uh, my father knew I was so in love with him. Yeah. He'd go, don't lose your mind. I had a great life. We had yeah. great. Now you do that for your kids and you do that for That's your great. life. Do you remember a moment? Do you, because the, I'm, I'm, the grief, I can't even think about my parents dying. I mean, it's, it's beyond my comprehension, but yeah. was there a moment 
where you the the sort of the 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 sun came out again you know what i mean like or yeah. or was ever was there a time where like oh wait a minute i wake up i woke up and i actually don't feel as bad as yesterday i don't think it was quite like that ever but you become i remember being unable to say the word dead i'd, I'd mm-hmm. always like the first year or two would be like he he he, he i couldn't even say it. he passed mm-hmm. you know, he passed or he passed away or I didn't like saying died. I think like uh, maybe four or five years later, I was able to laugh about him. I mean, before that, for sure, but where it was like a guarantee. People could say, you're dead, blah, blah, blah. And I'd join in the talking about my father's ups and downs. I didn't, and then him, him being able to snap on me and blah, blah, and I would laugh. But it, it, yeah. it was tender for a long time, right? No, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I, I was, yeah, I was, I was the same way. I, Although being in St. Louis, which is where I still am, I, I would get a story a day on kind of what you said earlier about being at the funeral and hearing stories about your dad that you never knew. And they did it on the radio here in St. Louis. And I was like, my God, he did that too. And stuff that he didn't come running home and tell everybody about at the dinner table. He just did it because he knew it was the right thing to do. But I remember my dad being in intensive care and he had a trach which was kind of the ultimate irony. This guy with this beautiful broadcasting voice couldn't talk. Right. And so he had to mouth it to me. And he said, you know, I hope, because I went there every day. I went there every night. And he said, I hope me laying in here, this is all being mouthed to me. So maybe this isn't what he said, (laughs) but this is what I took. (laughs) That when you get to where I am right now, it's too late. Live your life. I was building a house at the time. He said, build your house, be happy, have fun. Don't worry so much because when you're laying here like me, it's too late and what's mm-hmm. it all been for? And mm-hmm. I think about that, and I don't want to exaggerate, but I think about that once a month or something. If something comes along, I think about my dad saying that because you're at your, probably your most real in some ways when you're about to check out. And and that was basically the last thing he said to me. Uh, uh, and, and it was great advice because I, we could all probably use a, a slice of that as we, you know, worry so much yeah. in the day-to-day stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, that's, that's my dad. I always was when I was in my twenties and just started to get into uh, being a comedian and all that stuff and trying to be good. I was always competitive with other guys too. Like a, like a psycho, like someone was doing good. I'd be like, I fucking blah, 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 blah. I could be that. I'm better than that guy. I'm blah, blah, blah. And my father, I'd watch my dad at home see other comedians, and I'd see him laugh at other comedians. And I'd be like, this guy sucks, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, he sucks. He's funny. I'd be like, I'm funny. He'd be like, you're both funny. What are you doing? Why are you so jumpy about everybody else? He's good. So-and-so's good. And uh, he, we used to kind of get on me just like, just it's not a competition. Just enjoy your ride rather than being so fucking threatened by – shit and and uh i ultimately got to, i got to that no no maybe one or two things probably bug me now but right right the last 10 15 years i was able to enjoy other people being great at shit and go wow i can't i can't do that that guy's great mm-hmm. or that, that that actress is great i could never pull that off and it's so mm-hmm. much better whereas in my 20s i was like Fucking, I gotta get great. I gotta be this and that and my my father and when my father was dying at the hospital I did 50 First Dates uh, movie. He got sick. I was with you, Oliver. 
in Hawaii. I know I was I was at the hotel with you oh, when you had to leave. I, I, I remember, know, man. I got yeah. the call with Oliver, yeah. and it was devastating. Yeah. And yeah. and, I, and I man, you we just got there that day. Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly, but, exactly. But my dad, when I was at the hospital, uh, Joe, like you were saying with your dad, that trick. My 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 father was in bed, and I kept getting um, footage of of uh, edits of Fifty uh, First uh, Dates, and and I would watch it, and I'd laugh, and I'd go, ah, "That's good." And my father would be, "Look at that! They can do it without you." They can go, why don't you go live your life a little more and stop, stop, because I was always in the editing room and always blah, blah, blah. And he goes, they can do it without you, man. You don't have to be so on top of everything. Go have a good time a little more. You're always fucking stressed out over all this stuff. And he lightened me up a little bit about not being so jumpy about every aspect. Yeah. Yeah. God. I, 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 did he, I, I know he was your biggest fan. And I know you always wanted his approval, but did he get the early stuff? Like it, it was so quirky. Like you, when you popped up, at least in in my right, world, right. it was so different, and it was so, you know, like whether there was the stud boy or whatever you were doing, like <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it was it was just it was it was a different slant on it. So it wasn't like somebody standing up telling. You know, so, like, so the que- the question is, was your dad ever like, "What the fuck are you doing"? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he 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 did that more than he, he loved everything. That a baby, that was great. You were terrific. Uh, yeah. He taped everything I did, but when I would dis- discuss wanting to get better, he'd be like, eh, maybe, "You know, why don't you try being more yourself up there?" Or, or he would give me little things uh like that but uh, he did think everything i did was funny i like when did, i then he supported you from the from the get from the very uh, very beginning well, like, i i didn't bring him to everything because i would choke when he was there i'd be so nervous uh, and i yeah. cursed a lot and i felt like an asshole cursing and t- and talking about certain things in front of my dad so i i uh i i even saturday night live i knew when my dad was there i would choke uh, get nervous that he was there that my father my father realized that and he'd be like we don't have to come in just go do your thing i'll come in on sunday after the show we'll have it we'll hang out uh, sunday and monday he'd be like that's your job go do your thing don't 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 w- worry about uh, us and and he also my mother never saw me do stand-up because i cursed so much mm. uh, that my father would be like judy you don't want to see this you know, <laughs> <laughs> but his, but he, I feel like his, his advice for you being more yourself. I feel like that's your appeal. Like I was with my 80 year old mom today uh-huh. and I said, Oh, I'm, I'm going home. I'm, I, I get to, we get to interview Adam Sandler on the podcast. She's like, Oh, I love him. Uh-huh. And, and I, I just, I feel like you're appealing to every demographic because you just you you come off so genuine. Like I don't see I don't see a lot of uh, a lot of act. I just see a guy who looks like he's being himself, having fun, smiling, and I I don't know. It's yeah. it's that's a hard thing to accomplish. Thank you. And I and I, I got I got to a place where I was comfortable being more like who I am. I mean I can't guarantee if you were in my house you would see three or four different moods that you'd be like, fucking Adam Sandler's insane, man. I didn't know he <laughs> But, but I, I keep that away most of the time. But, yeah, when I first did stand-up, I was so scared out there that I would 
jump into like I saw Bobcat Goldthwait and, and Kinnison and Dice and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to create some sort of persona. Stephen Wright, you know, like I was like, let me fucking just do some weird thing because then I'll feel less nervous or I'll have some wave to catch that way. And then uh, ultimately, I don't know, I just got older and calmed down and able to talk like myself. Mm-hmm. Well, your stuff now is as as authentic as it's probably ever been. Your stand up stuff, yeah, right? yeah, I mean, feel feel better with it now. Yeah, yes. yeah, funny, funny. I remember uh, you too. When I first started doing stand up again, Oliver came to Aspen to see me at that yeah. club, and I was just starting to get going again, and it it wasn't great. It, it was just starting to get confident again. It's fun. Yeah. I love it again. And now I had some giant tour coming before the yeah. and I, man i remember when when it was happening a couple of months ago i had i had maybe 14 dates set up and all these nice big joints and uh and i kept saying like a week or two before i was going this this thing man i don't know if this is good well we uh we can make sure that no one touches you and I was mm-hmm. like, no one touches me. All right, we'll do that. And then I started going, but I'm asking these fucking people to to sit next to each other, but they can't touch me. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know, you know, it's not that bad. And then finally, I was just like, I think we got fun to pull the plug on this. Yeah. Scary shit. Where where is your fear factor with all this now? Like, where where are you where are you with that? I you finally, know? I'm a little less bananas. Okay. But I was so scared. Uh, when this was going on, so scared for family, so scared. Mm-hmm. My, you know, I have family members that have uh, shit that they always say, Well, if you have this, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, and I got family members with that, so I was fucking nervous wreck over it. But, uh, it took me a while. Like, like when I go, uh, into a grocery store or a CVS or something, I, 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 I'm maybe 5% scared now. But yeah, beginning, yeah. I was I was like, what, what the fuck are we eating right now for, man? Let's skip eating today. I don't want. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had I had anxi- anxiety. Like I thought I had coronavirus at least six times a day. I'm like, oh, oh I've got it. I must have it. I mean, yes. it's just my my mind just spun me out, you know, uh-huh. totally. hundred percent. I, I yeah. I, I how about you, Joe? You were you nutty like that? Yeah, yeah, I am. And then with the with the little boys here, the two year olds, I I was worried. Even though they said it didn't affect kids, you know, you're always worried about being the exception yeah, to the rule. Of course, and yeah, I heard everybody. one kid. I read in the paper like uh, you know one kid got sick and and didn't make it. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, fucking, it's kids too. What are we talking about? You no, know, yeah. it's like the percentage was where I was still like scared shitless. I didn't. And how you went to when you went to CVS today? Did you wear a mask? Yes, I wear I wore a mask and I wear gloves. I feel for some reason fucking (laughs) gloves are all relaxed. If I'm you, that's like the silver lining in this whole thing. Like if 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 we weren't in a pandemic, and you went to CVS wearing a mask, you'd be an asshole. But now we're in a pandemic, and you can go to CVS wear a mask. Nobody knows it's you, and you can go get. You know, oh, they'll know. Uh, they still. They still banding. know. They still today, know. Today, the mask and the sunglasses and the hat covered me up enough that uh, I was like, "Oh shit, I am just a normal person. I'm not getting any treatment at all." <laughs> and so I said to the uh, 
they were these, they, I got there early and these three uh, pharmacists were setting up in the back and shooting the shit and ignoring me. And I said, and I'm looking for baby oil for the uh, band-aid. And so I go, ladies, uh, anybody know where the baby oil is or something? And I get hit with silence. And I was like, oh, shit, there's no Adam Sandler factor going on. So I get a little louder. I go, anybody know the baby oil? Where the baby oil is? And maybe some Vaseline? Uh, and, not, and then one lady goes, I have 14. So I go, all right, I go to 14. I'm looking around for Vaseline. I'm like, and I always, anytime someone says an aisle, I still can't fucking find it for a half hour. So I think, right. what part of 14? Right. They're ignoring so me. And then I go, hey, ladies, give me a second over here. And they all look up. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I'm being a little uh, too nuts. I go, just look up at the Vaseline. Can you point me? Uh, it's over there, sir. Oh, okay. And so they didn't know. They didn't know it was bad boy. <laughs> Damn it! I wanted to say. I wanted you to say. You like started humming like the Hanukkah song or something. Like, I should. I, you will find me Vaseline later. How uh, how are your girls doing in in all of it with all of it? You know, Sadie and Son. Good, good. I mean, miss missing uh, human contact and and having it. missing having a friend sleep over. That's the you hear the most, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are you guys having to, like, create shit and things to do each day in the house? Are you more active, like, all right, let's go do this or let's try to do this? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little nutty or everyone, everyone yeah. else is kind of like, oh, we don't need to do that, man. But I do. We got to get outside. They said the sun's good for us. Right. And, 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 you know, like, we got to take a walk or we got to this or that. And we walk the dog and uh that, that that kind of shit but uh i'm running i'm running out of energy to even keep that going you yeah know? no i know it, it is amazing how lethargic i've become <laughs> doing nothing <laughs> like i i'm way more energetic traveling all around the country doing games than i am right now doing zero oh yeah mm-hmm. there's well there's no excitement right to like oh i'm gonna get to do this it's just kind of like mm-hmm. i don't know what the fuck i'm doing it's such a weird <laughs> spot doing this interview right now it's like yeah. okay three o'clock <laughs> meanwhile my fucking kids wouldn't leave anyways so it's just like uh, right no i'm wondering i'm wondering if you bought like a one-bedroom flat from oliver's parents <laughs> since everybody seems to be in the same room <laughs> Listen, i'm not at the i'm not at the oliver house i'm at the 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 20 year ago beach house I never yeah. got to use enough. And uh, I've used enough in the pandemic that I've made up for the, the years I didn't use. Are you uh, you, you working out at all, dude? Yes, but eating, eating so much. Didn't I send you that thing I was doing? Yeah, I love that thing, by the Did way. Did you do it at all? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 great. I mean, it's good. It's really good. It is. I, I did it. I just can't stop eating. I'm supposed to. Are you, did you do the hundreds? You get up to 200 pushups? I got you, up like, actually make good. It? I didn't get up to 200 pushups, but I got up yeah. to where I was doing yeah. pushups. I was getting like 37, 30 in a row. Yeah, I got it. Wow. At the end of it, I was getting to like 150 pushups. Yeah, yeah. it's great. But it, it's I, I don't go all the way down, man, because I'm always afraid I'm going to rip something. So I kind of yeah. cheat a little bit the whole time. You? And then you're just you're just eating everything. I can't fucking stop eating. It's terrible. I looked disgusting. I have my shirt off today uh, for most of the morning because I, I was too lazy to get to fucking go upstairs and put a shirt on. And yeah. I look fucking terrible. Terrible. My kids are like, Jesus Christ. 
what happened? Our kids, <laughs> my kids bring up the Zohan. They go, you know, the, remember the Zohan where you look like in the Zohan? I'm like, yeah. Oh. You should do that again. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. Rio, same thing. She goes, you're, you have such a big belly. Like, when are you going to get, like, abs? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm not. It's not going to happen. You know? But Zohan, you were that you were fit, dude. I was for about you, five months. You, I had it going. Were you, you miserable? Oh yeah. I mean, I I know it looks good, but yeah. were you, weren't you just miserable? I was. I don't know what it got me. It wasn't. My wife will fool around with me either way. So I'm like, it, I, 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 <laughs> I, but that's a real thing. Like I have a younger wife who is a Broncos cheerleader who is perfectly fit. And I'm like this 51-year-old balding hair plug, <laughs> in my mind, fat guy. And I walk her. That's all I think about every time. I, I like, want to shower with my shirt on when she's in the bathroom. Yo, man, I fucking swim in the ocean with the shirt on. I, 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 when I'm in a wetsuit, it is fucking horrific. <laughs> Not nothing to cover. I got my fucking fat gut. My ass looks insane. Right, it's the only thing that's not big is the bulge, and that's what's. <laughs> that's the only place I stuffed. I put my t-shirt, exactly. put it in there in the wetsuit. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a real thing, though. You don't care. You don't care about anything, Oliver. But I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, she's gonna look at me and go, I, I look at her, and I'm, I'm inspired she looks at me she's like what did i do yeah she she knew what she was getting though not as it progresses into worse and worse yeah yeah you know you you look good for 50 i mean come on for 53 i always say not bad for 53 and then i see all the 53 year old guys look fucking great i'm like that guy's fucking psychotic yeah, but you're yeah. also having a way better life in terms of just not worrying about what you're eating and dieting and working out every second of the day. Those dudes are are maniacal yeah. when it comes to that stuff. You know, yeah. that's a lifestyle that I'm I don't want to sign up for anyway. I honestly, know, you know, I know. I, you know? I, when when I read a script and it says that the guy's <laughs> shirt off or, or some shit. shirt off or he's in shape, so he can. I'm like. Man, this is just uh, just uh, it really does kill you for five six months. You got to change your body. Yeah. Well, Spade had his shirt off in the wrong Missy. I was very proud of him for that. Spade has a has like he. It doesn't matter. He's got just a little gentle, a little. Well, he's a little boy body. No matter how old. That's exactly what he's got. Like a little boy body. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I had that. He's got collarbones that still stick out and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> totally. but i did notice that i was watching with my wife and that movie is funny front to back like there there's no there's no gaps in that movie that's great man yeah it's pretty pretty I, damn uh the lore and i know it's been successful but it should be successful because yes. it's really really good that's good my my uh you know jackie's in it and my and my i got family members that i got my nephew my brother-in-law and my fucking nephew directed it it's Oh yeah, dude. When we watched it, it was just like you know, it's going to like a Sandler family reunion, <laughs> like on screen. <laughs> it was great. Dude, they all they're all happy, and it is funny. And I'm mo- very happy for Spade. I love when when he is yeah. he's excited. He's just very. Excited. I I talked to him for me, and what do I know? And I said only a narcissist would text this to somebody, but because I'm sure he couldn't care less what I have to th- say about it. But 
there was like there was a depth to that and it was a moving kind of restrained you know he was the straight guy yes in this and i was like man this is really you you leave that movie really loving him you love him for for knowing how great that girl is and how excited fun yeah that he came around on her she's unbelievable i i mean whoever found wow she i did a movie with her she was in blended and she did one day on blended and i remember just going that fucking girl's funny man oh yeah she's just cool she's just she's a champ she's a champ yeah so adam would you consider yourself a good father I would like if you're looking in the mirror, you're like, I'm a good dad. I think so. I think I, I definitely consider myself a, a good father as they've been growing up. And then last year or so, I start going, oh, man, they're getting older. I, oh, oh, I think I got to like give them the reins a little more, not be mm-hmm. so uh, so involved and let them make their own decisions. But I have a hard time with that because I just – Always, oh, you know, I give him shit about practicing guitar or piano. Mm-hmm. I'm a little fucking nutty with that. I gotta calm down, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. If you could, if you could restrain from anything, like, what would you do? Like, it's so, it, it's, it's a great point actually, because as they grow up, yeah. you almost you're shifting and moving as far as being a dad goes or a parent right. goes. It's right. you know, when they're this age, oh yeah, I got it, and then all of a sudden they're ten. You're like, oh shit, wait a minute, okay, now I gotta sort of you know, pivot a little bit here, you know, other, other times where you're just like, Oh shit, maybe I didn't do that part. Right. Maybe I was so involved that like when I would see other dads and situations, not be so on it, I'd be like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck's he doing? Why is he doing? But then you see those kids are like fending for themselves a little easier. And our kids are very close with us. And, uh, and you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, you can, you can get in there. You're allowed to, get in that situation and feel comfortable. You know, we don't have to come in with you. You know, I, I guess you can overdo it too. How do you do? How, what are the similarities that you, you know, like with your dad, how your dad raised you uh, and sort of the different, the differences. Do you, do you, do you hear your, your do you hear your father yeah. when you're, when you're talking? I, I get, I get uh, like, I'm probably more, goofy than my dad ever was and allow, allowed myself to look look goofy but uh my father was always kind of strong and cool and uh just like steady and my kids mm-hmm. see me uh a little up and down more and uh i think i don't know i do a lot of stuff you know what i i got in there without without i don't ever never done a physical thing ever never will do a physical thing yeah but i i can definitely bring the the fear the heat can bring yeah. the heat and where they just go oh shit we, we better listen right now because he's 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 he mean well you better i mean that's you ex- better that's, or you're that's gonna... exactly me it's good exactly luck. me right I, I would never touch my kids but i can bring the heat for sure <laughs> right. yes and I, I and i feel like shit after i bring it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but the, on rare occasions i just i go they gotta fucking know this one it's yeah. crazy that they don't know this this thing about the word or this rule or how disrespectful that was or you right. know I just go what the fuck you know you know I get in there I don't curse on occasion right. they do hear me curse and I have cursed yeah. angry before and I feel like an asshole yeah. when I do that but yeah. but uh, 
but I, I have I have given a different voice. Yeah, Joe just brought the heat on his on his twins when they were coloring themselves with markers. What? what? No, I brought the heat on my wife because yeah, she's but, like you brought the heat on them though as well because they felt your heat. Because the whole, you know, she's rationalizing with a two-year-old as he's coloring on his leg with a marker. I'm like, she's going, no, Blake, we don't color on the leg. We color on the paper. I'm like, okay, I noticed that. Now, Blake, he's still doing it. Blake, we don't color on our leg. We color on the paper. I'm like, God, take the fucking marker away from him. Let's go. He doesn't know English. He wouldn't. What? Take it. Just say no and pull it out of his hand. He, there's no rationalizing with a two-year-old. Amazing. Yeah. Snapperoo, baby. And this quick. Uh, you need a snap on occasion. It does get it done really quick, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it works. I'm not but it works. I'm perfect. But it, but it works for different kids. Like Wilder, when I got hot, yeah. uh, he, he was like, oh, shit. With Bodie, my second, when he was two, three, four – he, when I got hot, he just didn't give a shit about it. And he was just like, hey, right, right, that's pretty funny. You know? And so I was like, oh, I guess I can't use the same tactic with Bodie as I did with Wilder. Oh, shit. You that's, know? A, that's so, so funny. When, when I brought the heat uh, on my uh, Sadie, she, she yeah. one time said to me, Daddy, uh, this is after it happened. She goes, just so you know, when you, you yell like that, I, I don't hear anything you're saying because I'm scared. I go, oh, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, yeah. She goes, yeah. Right when you start, your eyes change, and I don't hear anything you, you're saying. And I go, oh shit, I, I, I didn't know that. I thought because I, I kind of amplified. I'm like, you listen to me, yeah. Like that. And I was like, this is changing the listening. And then to one of them was just like. Yeah, I tune out because you're fucking insane right there. That, that's so funny. I literally just had this moment with Wilder. Where I did the same thing. It was about some Zoom schoolwork <laughs> that he wasn't doing, and I was giving him not a not a school lesson, but a life lesson about being a fucking accountable and responsible. And it's not about it's not about the work. It's about it's about doing the work. It's about effort and pop pop pop. And I am just getting hot, and I am. And, and, and he's not looking at me. And then I and then I stopped. And I just decided to sort of do a social experiment and said, "Okay, wait a minute. Did you hear what I said?" Wow. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And, and I said, "No, I'm not mad anymore. Now I'm really just trying to figure out what's in your brain." Wow. Like, when I get like this, do you actually listen and do you take it in? And he goes, "I don't know. Like, I mean, some words." <laughs> some words i'm like oh wow so you just tuned me out when i when i get like yeah, that you yeah, know yeah yeah I get it. <laughs> now this just so you know for history's sake adam we've been on this podcast for a while now this is the same kid that he told listen i really don't care if you actually read it but just Learn how to fake your way around. <laughs> I think there is value in learning how to yeah. get by. Yes, yes, I really do. Yes, yes, yes. To know one one sentence of uh, a topic so you can join in a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. We're three. And, I guarantee you, we're three guys who bullshitted their way through. Well, this class my, after my class. point is that is part of education. I said to Wilder, I said, "Look, I don't care about your grade, really." Yeah. You know, I care about the effort that you put into it. And by the way, if you don't, if if you forgot to do your homework, yeah. right? Don't just say, "Oh well, screw it," right? No, figure it out. 
And by the way, if that means calling a friend and copying the fucking homework, at least you're trying to figure it out and get it in on time. I would rather have that than a kid who's just like, eh, whatever. I'll just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apathetic is tough, man. Right, right. So I'm not promoting cheating. I got expelled for cheating from high school. Right. But if if just have the mindset to get it done, try to get it done. Again, on this podcast, I feel the need now to say the disclaimer that we are not professionals yeah, yeah. in raising children, nor do we act as if we are professionals yeah, in yeah. raising children. Uh, please take none of this advice into your own lives. Um, okay, well, Sam, Sandman, like, I don't want to take up more of your time, but this was awesome, dude. You too, like, buddy. I'm happy for you guys. It's a great it, thing. It's a great it was so much, so much, so much fun. We ask one question to everyone at the end. Joe, why don't you ask it? Okay. Well, I mean, Oliver kind of touched on it earlier, but if there's one yeah. thing that, that you kind of took from your dad that, that yeah. you see now in yourself as a dad to your two girls, you know, what is it that you're glad you took from him and what is it that you took from him that you wish maybe hadn't been passed on? Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Well, I know one thing that I felt about my dad that they feel about me is uh, I'm always on their side, for sure. They feel that. No matter what was going wrong with me, if other kids didn't like me all of a sudden, I definitely felt like, well, this guy loves me. And I think my two kids got that for sure. They're like, you know, mommy and daddy, without a doubt, we would do anything for their happiness. Even even when I act insane, they're like, in 30 seconds, he's going to be normal again. Uh, so <laughs> I got that. And, my, and And something I got from my dad, too, that fucking uh, hot moment of going bananas, I let it go pretty quick, too. Pretty good. Mm. My father was always like that. I'd be like, holy shit, he's on a fucking tear right now. And then a minute later, he'd be laughing, being like, see how quick you ran? You know, that kind of stuff. I'd be like, right. and he'd be turning into a joke. So I, yeah. I got that and shit. And I don't know what I, I – I don't think I took anything from him that uh that i shouldn't have taken one, one thing i wish i got was he was a little more patient than me he was patient mm. with me i get a little with teaching and shit i definitely i'm just like let's go what are we not i told you you got to do this this and this like with the guitar and stuff i'm just like i told you the pinky use the pinky what are you using the third finger for i said it four times already and i said my kid like what the fuck yeah Oh my god! I'm the same way. I'm the same fucking way. It's, it's so the crazy. I, I coached my kids in basketball, both girls in basketball, and they were like, "Why do you only yell at me, Dad?" I'm like, "Because I will get arrested if I yell at any one of your teammates. You're you belong to me, so I'm lighting you up so that the other kids see what you're supposed to be doing." Yeah, no. but that's yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, it's three times two. You know, you know what three times two is. I don't get it. Just say it. Uh, say it, say right. it. Yeah, you're you're Kennison and uh, back uh, to school. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I know. Have it, have it three times two, and you see a delay, and just like, well, you gotta know that one. It's all, yeah, you gotta it's know totally, that one. We don't know that one. Totally. We're big totally. <laughs> totally. Oh God. I just want them. I just want them all to not go to school. Like I can't even deal with the stress that I'm feeling with with all school shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, hey, um, I just want to say one thing before Oliver says goodbye because you guys are long friends. But 
The one thing that comes through, Adam, in everything, not just the authenticity and who you are on screen or whether it's big screen, little screen, but but the word loyal. I, every, every, every bit of research we have on you, and when they go to quotes from anybody that's been in your life, the word loyal comes out. And, and now knowing your story, I feel like that comes from your mom and dad, and that comes from the sense of family, and you have the sense of family, and good for you, especially in the city where you are and the business that you're in. Loyalty is... Uh, would imagine a rare commodity. So it's it's been a pleasure watching you over these years, and I can't thank you enough for for coming on. I love it. Thank you. I love your show, guys. I'm happy for both of you. This is a great great thing. I hope everyone comes on and talks to you. Thank you, thank brother. You. I love you guys. All right. Thank you. I uh, love you, Sam. Man, we'll see you later, Thanks, brother. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, guys. All right. So that was uh, that was the great, talented, effervescent, sexy Adam Sandler. <laughs> and as we go forward in life. Those of us at Daddy Issues, that means uh, Oliver and me and our entire production crew, we're going to give you a phone number. Mm -hmm. It's our Daddy Issues voicemail. I'm excited about this. Uh, So we're going to throw a voicemail number out there, and you can leave us voicemail, and we will answer voicemail, and we will play some of the voicemail the number here it is get out your pen lick the end of it like letterman used to do although it was a pencil Pencil, 314 314 so this is in st louis this could be my number 314-390-9094 that's 314 yeah go ahead that's michelle's number that's michelle's number (laughs) she's got joe issues 314-390-9094 and our daddy issues email is Daddy Issues Podcast One at gmail.com. Hit us up. Tell us we suck. Tell us you love it. Ask us questions. Tell us that you're a normal dad or a struggling dad, and we mm-hmm. will uh, talk about it and talk about you in upcoming episodes. We'll talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. 314 390 9094 Daddy Issues Podcast 1 at gmail.com. That's the number. That's the email. And that's all, folks.